So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. You want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Awesome Video Games. My name is Jimmy, and as a Blu-ray enthusiast, I feel wrong buying DVDs, but I do in fact miss DVD packaging and menus. My name is Dan, and I don't often eat mayonnaise, but when I do, it's Japanese Kewpie mayonnaise. My name is Jeff, and Kickle Cubicle is my favorite NES game. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like, thinking back, it's like a puzzle game, and it's it not is. really impressive, but I played that shit so much. He went, boop, boop, <laughs> shooting little ice cubes all over the place. Game Grumps just played that recently, actually. Oh, for real? Is that on the uh, retro NES? Menu? No, it's not. I thought it was for mm, some reason. Kickle Cubicle. It might be, actually. I don't know. They have some of those weird games. Yeah, I don't I don't have the NES ones. So. so, Jimmy, are you yes. bringing DVDs back like records now? No, I mean, I only have a couple of DVDs. Um, the one that actually got me to write this fun fact in was the uh, DVD box set for Undeclared. Because mm-hmm. I had just recently watched that. Uh-huh. And like it's one of those open up ones or whatever, but they have like artwork on each one of the. Uh, I mean, they do that for Blu rays too. Uh, depending. Yeah, some of the. Most of the Blu rays I have, it's just like you just flip through the discs. They definitely. Well, now, because yeah. it's not as much as a collector thing as right, it was right. five years ago. So right. this is the interesting dichotomy to me is like, okay, as the, the need for physical media diminishes they should be right make it more impressive to entice you to buy just like records did exactly yeah now records are again sort of at a peak and artists can get away with releasing an album in a very simple jacket with like no liner notes but when records first started making a comeback the way you had to get the crazy colors you had to get the special editions sub inserts everything as a gatefold with inserts with a free mp 180 gram it doesn't do a goddamn thing but (laughs) we're gonna charge you more for it i would like to see a little bit of that attention paid to blu-ray in fact blu-ray has gone the opposite way well yeah like doctor who the first like 10 seasons are cardboard with plastic inserts and you open up like a book and now they're just right. like here's Throw a blu-ray a case, case with a few sleeves yeah right. you it, idiot i mean leave it to like big corporations to be so mm-hmm. f-ing dumb sorry, sorry jim. jim honestly this is supposed to be a fun fact but you've really set me up <laughs> but why do you why do you like dvd menus I, I think the menus are more fun. Like I was watching. Um, you meaning they just don't do anything with Blu-ray menus anymore? Yeah, it's usually just like they have like the movie playing on in the background, mm-hmm. and you just a little there's like up. a little menu on the bottom. But like some of the menus are fun. Like they have a little interactive thing. Yep. Or um, some of them even had like hidden games or yep. like hidden Easter eggs that you could click. Which on is crazy because and... with Blu-ray you can do so much more. I know. Right? I mean, we've talked about this off mic, but a movie that I hate has probably the coolest Blu-ray feature. Which is uh, Superman, Man of Steel. Right. Has, or is it Batman versus Superman? One One of those those terrible Zack Snyder movies has a like picture in picture director commentary. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's done so well. Yeah. That I wish it was. Because it's not a separate track. It's just overlaying the the movie plot. Jimmy, here's a great DVD menu for you. Yeah. The original, I don't know if it's the original, but one of the early 
uh, Terminator collector's edition box sets on so DVD. So many of those. I don't is think I all that. like in universe like Cyberdyne systems. Oh, another great. I one. think I know what you're talking about. The DVD Alien Quadrilogy is all Wayland Utani Corp menus. Hmm. It's all branded and like their colors and stuff. That's kind of cool. I'm I'm so with you on this. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, I was watching the Clerks uh, Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray menu is actually pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Um, what else was I gonna say? Criterion Collection. They're the only one who's mm. like actually putting effort into packaging. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as it becomes more of a niche market, I would love to see these companies invest more creativity. Um, not necessarily creativity though, because the Back to the Future, the the 25th anniversary. Mm blu-ray is terrible packaging yes it is you have to like pry those discs yeah. out of those little multi-lock things i have the 4k one now i don't have to worry about that no more i'm jimmy i'm in the future <laughs> guys i'm so excited i know we're talking too long but real quick any other like great packaging come to mind well i mean i, I talk about ninja turtles all the time but the first four this movies the blu-ray mine, yeah it's uh, a pizza box i wanted that so bad they, yeah they i have it it was a 25th anniversary it. yeah it comes with all packaging. kinds of like little cards and i mean yeah. the fact that the discs are pizza slices oh, based on how many pizzas and there's right. slices missing based on the movie yeah. so good yeah i also love um the star trek uh the first of the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Treks. Yep. I have in the Target exclusive, it comes in the model of the Enterprise. I have the same one, yep. The discs yeah, I would get when, when in the I first started getting section. Blu-rays, I was like, oh, that's Batman's head. Yes, I want that case. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, why, would I, why wouldn't I want that? Or yeah. Jurassic World, yes, I want it in this weird round tin. It becomes but difficult. I did have a DVD box set that looked aesthetically pleasing. It was Sliders, season one. I think they oh, did all okay. the seasons like that. Yeah. But it was the box with foam inside of it, and the discs were inserted into slits, and then mm-hmm. there was a plastic sleeve that went over it, so you could see through the plastic, and it looks like the discs were floating. It was just that's, very that's cool. clever packaging. Is I, that show good? I've heard that's good. It it's is, fun. yes. Jeff should talk us in to it yeah. maybe i will fellas okay that was romantic <laughs> yeah uh, hey fellas uh just gonna light some candles real quick and let's snuggle all day okay fellows this is the part of the show where we talk ourselves into things and we tell each other those things that we have talked ourselves into and other things that we might have to, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Very um, good. This is a weird one. You got it. You guys have to stay with me for this because it is a journey. Let's do it. I've talked myself into finding God. And here's here's why. Wow. Here's why. So I briefly mentioned before we recorded, I'm not going to get into it on the show. Not much to talk about. Um, looking to buy a house with my wife. So we were going to see uh, a bunch of houses and you know varying degrees of quality varying degrees of prices so we go to see this one house and it's uh it's it's one floor there's no upstairs but there's a downstairs the downstairs is what they call an in-law suite which is kind of just like a little apartment they have a full kitchen a full bathroom right like a dining room living room bedroom area ish yes we're familiar with in-law apartments. well listeners might not be so it's like a Watch little more hgtv listeners <laughs> <laughs> yes you should um so and there's like this huge walk-in cedar closet we were like okay in the house overall i wasn't into it anyway so we weren't gonna make an offer or anything but we're looking and then we go in there's a door and it's an unfinished area 
and you open the door and it only opened like halfway and there was like this big uh shelf behind it and my wife was wearing my daughter as a backpack as she do (laughs) and she couldn't quite squeeze in so i was like whatever i'm just gonna go look check the furnace all that stuff see you saw god in there (coughs) almost (laughs) so i walk in and you know like the whoever lives there wasn't there right then but there was this shelf and there were these uh, six wine glasses and then a seventh wine glass in front, all filled with like crystal clear water. Okay. And there was a candle placed behind it that was lit. So they attend it daily. It looks like it's a lit candle. And there was like a picture of a loved one who presumably passed in some other stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like a shrine to somebody that right. we lost. And then I was like, oh, Lindsay, pop your head in here and look at this, this is pretty interesting. And she looked and then um, because she could like poke her head in. And then we looked on the ground and there were like these two Tupperware things on the ground. And one of them was filled with water and had like a cigar in it. And I was like, first, I thought it was for like cats. I was like, this cat water is filthy. Why are they doing that? And then the other one, she describes it as looking like a sea urchin. And I describe it as looking like a wig. And I was like what's going on here? And it was like, there was some other like decorations and flowers and stuff in there. I was like, this is kind of weird. So when you go into the room, there's another, it's well lit. There was another room. You have to walk around the wall. And I saw like the, um, the electric board on the wall. It's going over to look at it. There's no light. So I take out my flashlight. I look at the electric panel looks fine. And then I'm going along the wall and I see that there's some Tupperware on the floor with water in it. And I was like, is there something leaking? Like I'm looking up on the wall and there was like some kind of pipe there, but it didn't look to be leaking. And I looked down on the ground again and in the Tupperware, there was like a ginger root or turmeric root, some kind of, it looked like a yucca and then some other kind of leaves like sage or something. And I was like, what the f- is this? Sorry, Jim. And in my head, I was like, should I leave? Like, what's going on? And I knew there was going to be something weird. And the realtor was behind me. He was now looking at the electric board as my flashlight goes along the wall. What What do you think I found again? Another fucking Tupperware. Sorry, Jim. Another Tupperware on the ground filled with water. I don't even know what was in it because next to that in this empty room. So there was no storage, nothing. It was unfinished but immaculate so whoever put this stuff here placed it here strategically for a reason a shrunken head i was like i got i gotta get out of here i have to leave i have to get out of here the feeling of unease that just sunk through me everything was going all the pieces clicked in that one moment the weird shrine the the leaves that they were encanting with spirits or something i was like i gotta get out of here i have to leave and Lindsay's like what's wrong and i was like there's a shrunken head over there we gotta get out of here and she's like sure being insensitive and i was like voodoo people i gotta get out of here and i was just like we're not buying this house let's just leave and she's like well i want to see this other room i was like do you like the house anyway we're not buying whatever we gotta go so then the realtor comes to me and he's like well it's not a real shrunken head voodoo dolls aren't real humans but i don't want to be near them gary I can't decide if this is insensitive or, or 100% called no, for. No, because that's what Lindsay said, too. She's like, you're being insensitive. And I was like, I don't know. Like, at first... I was on board to say, like, this is just racist pedagogy from Jeff until the shrunken head. Now I'm like, mm, Exactly. Me, too. So I didn't have these feelings until I saw the shrunken head. So then I'm like, we're outside. I'm like, 
I understand the thing to like a family member. It seems like uh, maybe like a Roman Catholic thing, right. some kind of like mysticism, which well, I still Buddhists don't have keep with. shrines. Well, yeah, too that too. But Hindus do offer. But I'm familiar with Catholicism too, so I was like, yeah, it's some kind of thing like that. So then, as I did some more research, that shrine is called a boveda, and it is an ancestral altar that okay. helps you commune with the dead. And it could either for be, what religion. It's either some sort of Christian mysticism, a sect of Christianity, or Santeria. Oh, yeah. Which is like a form of like African mixed with Hispanic um, religions and stuff. But like it's it's usually done just to commune with spirits and stuff. Like, or I don't want to F with that. And also Bovedas, they believe that if you put it, they believe that you put the remains of your family member under a sink so they can travel through your pipes. And I was like, is there a body in that house? We have to go back. Or it could be um, a shrine to j like the character from Major League Worshipped. (laughs) But dude, I just felt uneasy. And and going back to what I first said, when we were in the car, I was like, Lindsay, we have to call my mom. She has to bless me and you and the baby just in case. Just in case this voodoo thing is real, I would like the guiding hand of God to protect me. Yeah, but you've often acknowledged that your mom maybe isn't on the right path of worship. I mean, she's an evangelical, so that's as scary as shrunken heads <laughs> yeah. in a basement. <laughs> you want her to bless you? And then I'm like, did, did they set it up because they don't want to sell the house because there were people renting? And I'm like, uh, it was maybe. just so spooked. Dude, I felt so uneasy for like three days. I love your mom. Don't get me wrong, but she's probably the type of person she's that she's prays every night that your daughter doesn't grow up to be a lesbian. No, <laughs> she's the kind of she's the kind of Christian that people don't like Christians because of exactly is right. what I'll say. So so where in this process did you find God? Because it sounds like you didn't find God. It sounds I, like you ran away from something that you didn't understand. I, I, I was looking to find God for a few days and then I realized that all of it is fake. Oof. Cool. You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, boy. Jimmy, would you let your ancestors travel through toilet pipes that you poop in? No, but I am talking myself into rewatching Conan O'Brien skits. <laughs> I like that. Let's get back on course. Do you know how much I've read about Trunken Heads lately? Because <laughs> let me tell you. So Conan O'Brien has officially uh, retired as a talk show host, like a late night talk show host. I guess he's going to do another show or whatever. And I, I've been watching a lot Talk of his about like going stuff. out with a sputter. Yeah, I no know. No one even remembers that Conan O'Brien had a show. I know. It's a little unfortunate. It was because, a big thing amongst comedians. Yes, it was. A lot of people were praising him for everything that he's done, whatever. But like I was watching I wasn't watching the actual shows, but I was watching a lot of clips from like his last week of shows. And um, yeah, I was just watching uh, like, of course, I was watching all that stuff. So a bunch of stuff got um re like suggested to me or whatever for you, yeah. right and i was like all right i could f with this so i've just been on a huge conan o'brien kick lately a lot of his remotes are super funny his uh conan without borders show is pretty good when he travels to places yeah. and uh yeah I, I don't have a ton to say about it other than i'm enjoying it again yeah i like conan i was team coco for a little while mostly because i hated jay leno um but i i do have to admit like from an outsider perspective the move to tbs was like a real career killer yeah i mean and i mean if he didn't he wouldn't have a career so arguably it was was never know what could have come down the pipe um 
Yeah. But um, I, I mean, support it, watching clips, though. It was also oh, yeah, like 10 sure. years ago, and he <laughs> yeah. he was successful and made money. So. He actually did have a really good marketing campaign, too, when that show started. For he had, sure. like, the blimp and stuff. And, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate that he's he's leaving, but I'm happy to see him do some other stuff. I mean, I love his podcast, too. I would love podcast. to see him get back to writing because Agreed. I think that's something you know something strong that he hasn't done in a good number of years yeah for i mean sure. He, i'm sure he wrote a lot of stuff for the show but right nobody um, watched that <laughs> i watched it for a long time um but yeah i mean conor o'brien is a huge i will even say hero to me Ooh. because he is a very influential comedian and a talk show host and um i've always wanted to host the show because of him and here we are so uh, right at the same level as Conan O'Brien. Correct. We are peers. <laughs> Dan, what are you talking yourself into? Kind of a little bit of a two parter here. Wow. Um, this is another one. Uh, last week, we spoke about something that had been on my list to talk about for a while. Um, this is another one. Uh, I was talking myself into hiking, something I oh. didn't really do a lot of uh, when I was younger. Had to be really careful uh, of poison ivy. I'm highly allergic to poison ivy. Um, so I, I really had to be careful hiking through the woods. Um, but I've gotten into it more lately. Been taking my niece. We went to Southford Falls a couple times. Took my my parents' dog, Skippy, who's a, who's a fun dog to walk with. Uh, my dog just likes to lay around. After about 100 feet, she wants to be carried. Uh, but yeah, so I've been getting into trail walking a little bit. You know, I'm a beginner. I'm not going for any, like, aggressive things. But a nice, well-kept trail sounds like a good day to me. And concurrently, I'm uh, now talking myself into caring for poison ivy. <laughs> uh, oh, It's under control. It's not contagious. Uh, but yeah... <laughs> Earlier in this past week, I was on vacation, went for a hike, got a little poison ivy. Luckily, as an adult, I can control my urges to scratch, so it didn't really spread. Um, but yeah, it sucks. I would love to hike more, but I get poison ivy every time I Wear go along clothes. Yeah, I did. Got poison ivy on my fingers, which is a fun thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's I'm highly contagious. Jeff, do you remember in high school when I got poison ivy on my face and it went into my eyeball? <laughs> no but that sounds terrible oh. and i was in a band and we had to audition for a concert and i had to do the audition with huge old lady sunglasses on this guy that landscaped for my dad not a landscaper just a guy that needed money that yeah. my dad gave like 20 bucks to weed whacked all the weeds behind his garage once and they were poison ivy and he inhaled it all and was hospitalized for weeks yeah someone burned a whole bunch of poison ivy near me when i was a kid and i got it all over my face and arms and stuff and i didn't even touch it Cool. Jim, feel the burn. I you talked into it. Coco. Jeff, you said some bullshit about spirits. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> awesome Video Games was a show that was created in 2006 by Fraser Agar who is now known for a show called Video Games Awesome. Oh. It's going to get a little confusing, but uh, it's... I hate this. <laughs> uh, is he related to Shuli Agar? No. Oh. Is he related oh. to Frazier versus Ollie? No. Is he related to Frazier Crane? No. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Fraser is a... Uh, he's 
obviously I know him because he did video games. Awesome. Um, we've communicated occasionally. Uh, we actually talked a little bit about this show because I wanted to get some insight information and stuff about that, about awesome video games. So awesome video games is basically Wayne's world, but for video games, I would kind of say, isn't that um, game grumps? No. Okay. Uh, Wayne grumps. <laughs> they only review Wayne's world episodes. Yeah, that's what they do. Um, so, his basic premise is it's kind of like it almost reminds me a little bit more of like bill and ted than wayne's world okay um they're they're just like these two crazy goofy guys or whatever that they're like kind of hosting a show in their basement and um their personalities remind me a little bit more of bill and ted and um it's very 90s like aesthetic it's very nostalgic um so it's two characters their names are ace and chet um aces uh played by ben and so they are characters yes they're characters um it it stars uh ben ben taylor and kyle hewinick um and then uh their dad who's played by deacon um you don't need to know their real names for this particular show i know them because they're also on video games awesome um but it's basically these two guys they're hosting a show in their basement and it's very like they know what they're going for. They're very much in on the joke. You might watch the fir- I'm just going to warn you now. You're going to watch the first episode. And you're like, wow, this is really cringy. Mm-hmm. And they're in on the joke. Like they they know what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. Um, you have to kind of read between the lines uh, of a lot of stuff. Hey, Jim, read between the lines. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> I just doing put up my three, three fingers. fingers. My middle fingers in the middle. Yeah, he sure cool. was. Um, Sucker. So a lot of this goes through like what of NES games. So, Dan, you're probably going to appreciate that because you're an NES boy. That's when I got out of video games. Do they talk <laughs> yeah. about Kickle Cubicle at all? They might. I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, but dude, um, if, if, if I, I, if I get a Kickle reference, it's a yes for me no matter what, <laughs> even if I hate it. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. So it's very funny because like they are not good at video games, which is the funny part. The characters are not good at video games. Like I'm just going to spoil it here. Now they don't beat the first level of super Mario brothers for the first three episodes. The first level. Yeah. That's how bad they are at video games. That's the joke. Damn. And um, the episodes are short. Like the the first three episodes are like three or four minutes each. Mm. Um, So I'm going to kind of give you like some arcs, but like, as the show goes on, I'm going to give you um, some more um, well-liked episodes because the first couple episodes are a little cringy, but uh, it, it does get a lot better, in my opinion, with like uh, production value, uh, the writing, and um, yeah, I mean, it's a fun show. I'm not I'm not asking you guys to like to like love this, but uh, it's something that I think you would both appreciate. Starting off strong. Uh, so, <laughs> so these are characters you refer you mentioned. Yes. Is it scripted or is it's it scripted. does it feel ad libbed? It's scripted. Okay. Um, and from what you're describing, it seems like the goal of the show is more just comedy and entertainment and less yes. about the video games. Yes. Okay, I can get behind that. I think. Yeah. Um, Jeff, have, do you have any exposure to this? That I have no clue for. Okay. I yeah. have never heard of it except from through Jimmy and yes. how the names switched and I don't understand why. <laughs> We're old. I've yeah. also not seen or heard of any of this, so I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited for you guys to watch this. I'm going to, uh, I'll have a playlist in, in the, uh, in the show notes and you guys can watch it, but I'm definitely giving you, uh, the first like three episodes, which are like the NES and Super Mario Brothers, uh, maybe even Duck Hunt as well. And then um, good band, by the way. Yep. Oh, really? Florida yeah. Hardcore Youth Crew. I didn't know it was like a joke band. They were yeah. Good. 
Oh, nice. Um, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you the Game Genie episode, which I think is like a fan favorite. Um, and then maybe uh, Gyromite, which is also a good one, too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have you guys watch this and then we're going to discuss it. And I'm going to give you a little bit of insight on how the show was made. So I was having a little conversation with Fraser himself. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, awesome video games and see if I talk the boys into playing some games. Everything is awesome. I hate that song. It's a pretty bad song. Duck! Hi! Dun 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 duck hunt! Awesome video games! Video games, awesome! Hey dudes and dudes. Video games! Video games! Okay, before we really get into it, by the first or second video, I wanted to fing kill myself. Sorry, Jim. Okay. Because that theme song. Oh, the first couple videos, it was in there a lot. Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, especially because they're like four to five minute videos. Right. They're at the beginning, the end, and then the little, you know, interstitial. Yep. I was like, okay, that's that song yeah. is playing a Both lot. the theme song, like the way it's mixed, and like the video that goes along with it are very like aggressive to my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Feels like they're being attacked. I like right. it though, because it goes along with like what it's supposed to be, which is like Exactly. I mean, it's supposed to be like a piece of shit video game review yeah. show. Yes. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. I remember you had like said that it had like Bill and Ted vibes, and I was like, How's that gonna work? And I was like, Oh yeah, this is Bill and Ted vibes. Yes, it is. I also didn't realize that it's kind of a period piece. Like it's not, yep. but kind of. It, yeah, it, it's supposed to like take place in the nineties. Yeah. They're so like definitely stuck 92 yeah they got that like 1990 saturday morning cereal right. sports drink later on in the show too on. ace has like steps in his hair and yep yeah i um i definitely get the saturday morning cartoon like when you you jimmy you're a little young for this but jeff you'll know like when all those like really terrible saturday morning cartoons were on like james bond jr and the kids <laughs> on the block new kids on the block cartoon yep. There would always be like little interstitial bits with like real people and they would change them out all the time. But like, yeah, now going back to, well, I mean, blah, blah, blah. if you want to keep topical, the Mario show. Yeah, I was too. thinking the same the cartoon, thing. Super Mario Brothers Super yeah, Show. Yeah. So I get vibes of that. And like a big thing that carries on throughout the series, but is really like pushed in these first few episodes mm-hmm. are the uh, the push in camera angles. Yes. Like, yeah. It's like everything is like extreme. Yeah. Very 90s. Yeah. But yeah, they're explaining how to play video games poorly, like Jimmy said. Yeah. Um, the whole first episode is basically them like the, chilling out for the, the NES. Specs. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I love the fact that Ace had just like on his shirt, it just says like, uh, what was it? Zilog Z80 processor, which the <laughs> NES had, yeah. which is very funny to me. Yeah, it, it definitely harkens back to those like 90s things where they would just take the most mundane shit and say it in an extreme way. Right. So I think it was the third video, maybe part three. Uh, where they finally beat Super Mario Brothers. Yep, that's the beginning of Duck Hunt. That was when I laughed the hardest okay. first. Because um, they were going like step by step, pixel by pixel. Like the mushroom comes out and he's like, nah, Goomba. And they jump <laughs> they over jump it. They jump over it. It's so good. Well, like to back oh, up a little so bit. Funny. Also the initial gag that they don't know what to do. So they, they're like, let's make friends with him. Yeah, they keep jump. They keep running into the Goomba. And then they're like, okay. And so they what try we to go backwards. Avoid yeah. everything in Mario world. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just like it's it also sadder. It's and also sadder. funny how they pick two player and they're both going like whoa whoa whoa. Yeah, right. It's just yeah. one player. There's so much B roll of them like button mashing, and I'm like, that's not Mario like, <laughs> yeah. at all. And they're when, button mashing and they're both playing at the same time, which doesn't happen. It's in Mario. actually kind of impressive when they climbed up like that final staircase step by step. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> difficult to do. And then when they get to the flag and they just, just do the one little jump, 100 points. And then they get to the castle and so they're like, good. yeah, we beat it. And before it even goes in the pipe, they just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they never get to the dungeon. No, that yeah. was pretty good. Um, yeah, and then they go to duck hunt, which it was funny. They were afraid to shoot the ducks. Yeah. They didn't. They thought you had to shoot the dog. There's like, one. Why line. is he laughing at me? <laughs> There's one line that gets me every time when they get to the the menu select screen. They go, "Whoa, just kidding. We know what to expect." Or something <laughs> like that. So good. Yeah. Um. They think they have to kill the dog to save the ducks. Yeah. And then at the end, they get so depressed because they accidentally shoot a shoot duck. Shoot a duck. Yeah, really good. And also, I just love the... A lot of this video is just, like, the gag of, like, them just, like, shooting or whatever. And yeah, they've got, like, four... What do they call those guns? The, uh, zappers. Yeah, zappers. they got four zappers. And it's, like, they flip over the back of the couch and they're having, like, a shootout. Who yeah. didn't do that? Yes, exactly. We all, we all did that. Dude, mm-hmm. I remember, like, cosplaying, like, uh, the Terminator. And that was always my gun. <laughs> I would just, like roll the wire up and stuff it up my sleeve i like how they wear their controllers as necklaces throughout like all these videos <laughs> yeah those are great um i also have to give big props to fraser too for making a lot of the remixes of the video game music too because in 2006 i think when they started this people weren't really doing that and like high production value too for stuff in like 2006 i was going to bring that up because after this first set of videos my first impressions other than it being like you know extreme 90s sports drink commercials right they're using the format of YouTube very well. And I think that they were hosted on a website at the time, probably. And YouTube yep. was just like a secondary thing, which a lot of people did. But for 2005, 2006, you know, YouTube had a 10 minute limit. Yes. Videos weren't very long. Right, yeah. They were just like shorter for shorter attention spans. And like, you know, that's SNL did that. They they um they use that to their advantage with the SNL digital shorts and stuff. And I that's thought right. that they used that format very well for this. So even though now we're used to like 10, you can watch 20 minutes, yeah, 20 videos, minutes, right. hour long documentaries or behind right. the scenes stuff. But with this, they did it really well. I know that they gained a lot of popularity because James, the angry video game nerd, uh, featured them on the channel because like, that's when you could like feature channels on your channel. So that's how they got a lot of uh, viewership because of the AVGN. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't remember if you mentioned it in the first half, but getting into this playlist, I was surprised by how early all this yep. stuff, like the original dates go back to like 2006 and yep. things like yeah. that. Yeah, when it started, yeah. So yeah, then we got into the Gyromite series, which um, the the intro is fancier. They yep. cleaned yep. it up a little bit. It changed. They yep. added more graphics. and I feel like they increased the role of Dad, who's my favorite character. Oh yeah, Dad's great. Is also like this doesn't mean anything to anyone but us, but it's Cooper. It's your friend Cooper. Looks and sounds exactly <laughs> I can like hear him. that. Yeah, um, I can see that. But yeah, uh, this seems like the worst game ever. Uh, <laughs> Gyromite. Yeah. yeah, it's right behind this column. It's right yeah. behind the column. Oh man, that whole uh, thing was great. I love when Dad is pronouncing gyro. He was like, I Euro think it's pronounced gyro, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes to like an old timey video. Um, but yeah, I, I also didn't I, understand. I didn't know that the robot operating buddy was a real thing. I knew oh, it was didn't. a thing. I don't know how it works because I never had it. But I thought that was pretty funny. They started making it more like comedy skits mm. rather than 
them just being inept at video games. They use yeah, that as sure. a base to build upon. Right. And then you got Rob, the robot buddy. Yeah, which the creepiest thing out of all those videos is them like not remembering how they got Rob. And then the camera just goes to Rob and he's like, have a flashback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and really shows good. them like over opening i guess like jimmy you can tell us the more action about set yeah so it was like a big set that came with right. the system the controllers the zapper yeah and then the rob i guess and yes. they were so excited to get into the nes that they just ignored rob yeah yeah which feels like the correct thing to do because this seems like a completely useless <laughs> space up space yeah. taker yes yeah. at the at the end of the second gyromite video where they were mimicking rob's <laughs> movement and dancing for yeah, like the two rob. minutes was very funny i was watching this in the shower because i watch videos yeah. when i can sure. and i'm just standing in the shower doing uh, the rob. I, first i had to let go of it and then i i laughed in the shower out loud because yeah. it was very funny it kept going and they're just like smiling and then yeah. the dad jumps in and they're doing the rob <laughs> whenever they do like fan meetups they always have to do the rob like in tandem and it's like a hundred people doing the rob it's very funny and then uh the next video started with a recap and they did it again because <laughs> yeah. you don't need that in a recap but it's there yeah i like how they keep a lot of the visual gags in there just yeah and, it's and funny. this this group of videos the jokes are a lot tighter yes than they are the first set the new set watched. is so nice too where because it's in a different room yeah, I, I think they moved that. yeah it's it's probably because they moved. I doubt that they just like found a new set, but it is a lot more Wayne's worldy. Yep. It's definitely like in a basement and there's right. the fake wood paneling like Dan has in every room in his house. <laughs> For real, though. That's true. Yeah. No, he does. Yeah. Um, not by choice. I inherited it from my grandparents. I also love the posters, too, like the vanilla ice poster. The And then uh, they added DMT on Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Posters. And yeah. then on one of the shelves, they have a box of Ninja Turtle trading cards, which I have. Mm. There's yeah. a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff. There's at one point where they show a camera angle through the Technodrome. Did you see that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. But there was. Uh, yeah, he loves turtles. A little, loves a little turtles. aside. Back in 2004, I think Dan and our friend Caleb went to a flea market. And they bought an unopened box of Ninja Turtles trading cards. Oh, I know this yeah. story, for me. Yeah. And then instead of just giving it to me, they decided to each open up a pack. And Caleb <laughs> ate the gum, which at the time was 17 years old. And he threw up, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have that box. I haven't opened up one pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the plot of this series is basically that, like, Rob starts to, like, mind control them. Yes. And uh, before this, though, I do love the fact that what you see rob doing the actual movement and he's talking very slowly mm. and it just goes to show how like rudimentary like this technology was it's it was so just very dumb. funny like yeah. his his job was he utilizing he any just, other games no it's uh, maybe one other game and he literally just like picks up these things yes. moves them and drops he just them. presses a button that's all he does yeah and that basically allows the columns to move yeah. within the game I do love the fact a lot of the times they'll show Rob doing the movements and then the gyro just falls. It doesn't yeah. actually hit the yeah. button. He kept also, so like, it's in. very clear that this game was designed around what a robot, what the robot could do. Right. So the game itself is horrible. It's bad. Like yeah. once they get on the other side of the column. But they love radishes. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah. what should we do about the snake? Give him a radish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, Rob starts mind controlling them. There's an awesome 2001 reference in there. Yeah, there's also a very good um, late. The last episode of the series uh, is like one of my favorite things I saw so far, which is um, well, first of all, they do the alternate Rob theme song, which yep. I love. It's when, awesome when they do that. I mean, this isn't a TV show; it's not that high, like budget. high budget or anything. Right. But I love when when 
anyone is creative enough to like change the theme song and stuff i agree yeah uh and then the ending i always think about that episode of doctor who where peter capaldi is playing the guitar and it leads into the theme song and then oh, he plays right, yeah. it throughout the entire intro that's well how right, about yeah. in fringe when every anytime they were in the yeah. alternate universe they completely changed it well, each Bojack one of those title cards spelled yeah. out things every yeah, episode hints. yep anyway so this episode ends with the mexican standoff which is my favorite part yeah. also the reenactment too in the beginning too which is really great oh yeah <laughs> frazier's is doing the voice he's like i'm a robot <laughs> it's really yeah. good and then uh the mexican standoff they all have the zappers yeah it's really good um dad interrupting to celebrate rob's birthday <laughs> robert he calls him robert which gets me it's so good and then he does this like super aggressive take out the trash like that's yes. the running gag but he's like take out the take trash. out the trash yeah that's that's the i joke. wrote that down several times because it just keeps building and building <laughs> yes it does it gets louder and louder yeah that was my favorite episode up to this point. yeah so good uh, then we switch over to a couple like golf episodes. Fight, yeah, fighting these are golf. just personal favorites of mine because I think Lou Trevino's fighting golf is just a funny title to me because it has nothing to do with fighting. Yeah, they also like amped up the aggressiveness by putting punch sound effects on like <laughs> yeah. every other word. They're like, <laughs> yeah, so good. And then Jack Nicholson golf, which this was a dad highlight. This one's yep. real oh, yeah. funny. This is a dad episode. This is the one where at the end he just comes running in and throws the trash bag at him. <laughs> yeah. Take out the trash. <laughs> so good. My, well, I guess we got to take out the trash. My f- my favorite joke in this isn't even like mentioned. It's just like an, a visual gag, which is that when he goes to enter his name into the game. Mm-hmm. He enters it as Dad, Dad Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> yeah, just so good. <laughs> and then also somehow, <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, he controls the game by literally swinging the controller, which is not <laughs> yeah. anything like that would not work <laughs> at all. Yeah, and uh, I think this came out before the Wii too, which is kind of funny because yeah. the Wii did uh, well, actual call yeah. came out a lot before the Wii. Jim, well, up. yeah, the episode I'm talking about that oh, came out. Oh, yeah. But the uh, the. Also, like, the whole running gag is that he thinks it's Jack Nicholson, the actor, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Also, has a really good soundtrack, too, which I didn't know. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, the music that was playing in the episode was the Jack Nicholson golf. Yeah, that's, I didn't notice it. Good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Then they did Dr. Mario. I don't remember this one. I might have accidentally skipped it. This one I mostly threw in there because of the visual effects. There were a lot of things, like... They had like the pills dropping and stuff and like the main Mm -hmm. gag is that um, Chet is feeling sick and he's like worsening and like getting sicker and sicker and then like Ace is playing it and he's winning so Chet's getting better and better. Oh I did watch that. It's just a long gag for. Yeah I thought it was like funny in the beginning but too one note. It just went on too long. Yeah. But yeah it was kind of funny like they they did some overlays of like uh I forget which one is which, but who's the one that has the steps at this point? Oh, that's uh, Ace. So Ace playing the game overlaid over like Chet, like doing some really bad, like I'm sick acting like (laughs) it seemed like something Jeff and I would have filmed like in high school. (laughs) And then Dan would have deleted it for no reason just because he needed space on a tape we'll never use again. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. Then we get into like probably the the funniest as far as like a scripted series I would wager is the the Game Game Genie Genie arc. Oh yeah. Dude the Game Genie is every mid 2000s balding 22 year old who hangs out with kids at a gaming shop. Yeah. I feel like especially (laughs) Dan and I we we know Game Genies. Yeah. In real life. I, I can't even remember the guy's name but you're talking about the guy who had the shop behind like 
rat's uh, nest yeah 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 well i'm thinking about him and just like oh i just remembered his name me too yeah so <laughs> I, I do it yeah there's always like if you hang out at game shops or even comic book shops right there's always like one or two guys who are like way too old to be hanging out with like the younger clientele i yeah. mean even now playing magic like the place that i played in new haven before the pandemic elm city games is amazing they're welcoming to everybody they don't take shit from anybody starting shit but other shops i played at like legends when they were hosting magic mm -hmm. there was a dude there who now he's probably like 50 but 20 years ago he was definitely this guy yeah he was like such a jerk he like had to play everything by the rules if he clearly won he wouldn't allow anybody to scoop he would just be like you have to play through and we're like this is for fun and like right yeah. and he would like yell at people and like stand behind his girlfriend playing and like you yeah. know try to like give her hints and tips of what to do and he's yeah. totally a game genie so lester is a really bad dude so he's not he's really he's bad news did bears you, did you know one he doesn't take out the trash and he told his mom to get lost yeah, yeah. Also, he listened to tapes with swear words in them. <laughs> so he gave me much more vibes of like the local guy in our town that we know. Yeah. Because this guy, Jim, you would have loved. He was like, um, he was like, I'm a Wiccan. Oh, <laughs> and stuff okay. like that. Like, yeah. He had that kind of vibe. Like very Lester. Um I also love um, he talks about the Columbia Records and putting in like fake uh, numbers. Whatever. Yeah. Didn't Dude, you do that? Jeff? I did. It. Did I talk about <laughs> yes, that? You, you did. did. Yeah. Me and my brother did it when I was 13 <laughs> and he was 10. We got sent to a collection agency and my mom like, <laughs> right. was she's like, you're going to ruin your credit. And I was like, I'm 13. I don't have any. I'm credit. not. It's a scam. And I scammed them. <laughs> they build that into their model. They know they're going to get scammed by 13 year olds. Roberta. It's <laughs> so good. Also, like through this arc, I don't know if it's a combination of Lester and like Chet, but when they talk to each other, these guys are Canadian, right? Yes, they have very to be. Canadian. I was gonna say I didn't notice it until this yeah. episode, but uh, oh, I didn't notice that. Yet. Oh, Chet has a strong Canadian accent at points. Oh, I can. I yeah. just thought they were trying to do literally like, like Bill bro. and Ted. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, no, like they're very Canadian. Bros. My favorite part of this was actually in the second Game Genie episode. Um, when they they go too deep into the codes, yeah. and he's like, "I don't like this code, man. This code's messing me up. You guys need codes. This is a bad code. <laughs> yeah. Have you do? Have you been doing codes down here? Yeah. And then Ace just has like a code overdose. Yep. It's very good. Um, dude, did you guys ever play with the game genie? No, no. I haven't. Oh my god, I've heard. It's I crazy. never had one, but I had rich friends who did. No, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Yo, you bring the game genie over." <laughs> I think I almost bought one one time at a flea market and my, my parents are very like, like frugal. by the book. Well, they're frugal and they're also like very like, we're a family that all takes Lexapro. We're a family of like warriors <laughs> and making sure everything's okay. Yeah. And I think my dad was like, you can't buy that. It's not. Like, it's like, not it's officially not licensed. Work. Yes. It's yeah. not officially licensed. It's going to fry your Nintendo. Yeah. By the way, when this came out, like all of my friends had like PlayStation twos and I still had an NES yeah. Yeah. and he was like, we spent a lot of money on that video game and we're not going to let you ruin it with well, codes. They, when they came out with the one for Sega, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I need that too. <laughs> and like the 32 X, my cousin had one of those and we were yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So another like favorite moment of this was in the third video. Um, I just like that to keep up like the continuity. Lester refers to dad as Uncle, Uncle Dad. dad. <laughs> yeah. he's, their, he's their cousin. Yeah. Uncle Dad. Um, and then I believe this is the first appearance that we saw of Fraser. Is this yep. Fraser? Yep, Fraser. I didn't realize, you may have said it, but 
I knew like Fraser was the guy you were in contact with, and he ran this right. whole thing. I assumed he was one of the two guys. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I didn't. That's know Ben either. and Kyle, and then uh, Dad is Deacon. So what did he do for these early videos? Like it was his idea. Did he actually like write the scripts and stuff? Yeah, he's the he wrote it. He shot it. it it's his show. It's funny that usually like the go to mindset for something small like this, it, on it's YouTube, like the two guys. Well, yeah, or like right. he'd be one of them, or he'd be right. like in a little role, like Lester or Dad right. or something. I I think uh ben and kyle like helped him write some stuff maybe even deacon too but like yeah it, it's fraser's show and um yeah well andy's introduced as the president of ffs tv which <laughs> yeah. is funny and he has like a big um, mustache yeah big suit. um yeah and then uh the next episode is turbo turbo this is so this is like episode 36 so we've come a pretty long way yeah um and the editing got a lot better mm-hmm. um this one was cool they got sucked into super mario bros yep and yeah. the tenzo the sky is blue the ground is made of bricks we're at the beach, beach. <laughs> <laughs> and just like like chat has a surfboard and ace has like that gilligan hat yeah i also <laughs> want to bring back like one thing i forgot to mention in an earlier episode where we saw them in pajamas is that chat always is in a cutoff shirt yes very mac like so good yeah um yeah. that was good He's like the say? surf bro. Yeah. Yeah. Did He's you the guys, surfer dude. Did you guys ever get a chance to play with this, uh, what is it called? The uh, Advantage Joystick platform? No, I haven't. I knew what it was, though. That's the the thing you step on, NES right? Advantage. No. This is the thing that's it's like... It's a big ass... There was one video before that talking about this. I just... I didn't put it on there. It's but. the thing that's like a square that has a joystick and then oversized buttons. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. our... Our Uncle Ricky had one of those. I think so, yeah. I remember seeing it in the closet at our grandparents' house when we used to play video games. But oddly enough, like, he had that kicking around from his NES, but the NES wasn't there. He had a Sega. (laughs) Yeah. So I remember, like, trying to figure out how to hook it up to the Sega. (laughs) That's (laughs) You're like, this doesn't work. That's awesome. I should have brought it home and plugged into my NES because I never played with one. Yeah. But yeah, it has, like, a turbo thing that you can dial the knob into and then... uh... They got sucked into the Nintendo zone. Yeah, and so the next episode, they're in the Nintendo zone. Um, they're swimming. I mean, it feels like the whole thing was like, let's do a swimming gag. And, <laughs> yeah. like, they did a good job on, like, a low budget of making it look cheesy and shitty. Yeah, but and they had just cool. enough behind the scenes at the end of the videos that were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. them in front of the green screen. Overall, right. I thought this, the video was, like, too long. And yeah. kind of just like, okay, I get it. You're swimming. Yeah. Um, well, they get to then they get to the dungeon and their dad's there on the couch. So that was the last episode for, that we watched. Yeah. And yep. uh, that's kind of like what redeems this little series for me mm-hmm. is the dungeon level. <laughs> and he's like, Princess Toadstool has a message for you. And he puts the wig on. And he's like, <laughs> take out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys appreciate that gag a lot because it's so good. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So that was the last video we watched. Jeff, you have any overall thoughts? overall thoughts i didn't know what to expect going into this and at first i was like oh this is gonna be this for a while uh and i very quickly understood the gag and what was going on and it was nostalgic um i think it holds up pretty well Mm. for when it came out um on youtube to what youtube is now um yeah that's i think that's all i have to say right now yeah, I mean, I I like the playlist you gave us. Uh, it went over like what thirty eight episodes, something yeah, like, something that. like that. And over the course of thirty eight episodes, we saw a lot of growth. I think both behind the camera and in front of the camera, mm-hmm. uh, the writing definitely seemed to it's improve. Better. I agree. The earlier videos were like 
hey, let's crack some little jokes about being bad at video games. And by the end, there was plots and, you know, special effects. Also, like, in front of the camera, um, the the quality improved, both sound and video, editing, special effects, all that was way better. Um, I thought, for me, for the most part, the jokes hit pretty strong. Mm -hmm. There was only a couple videos where I was like, okay, I'm bored at this point. Yeah, I get that. Um, I also liked the time range they they average between like i would say like four minutes and six minutes somewhere mm-hmm. in there a couple couple shorter a couple longer but um those were like the upsides for me the downsides for me is that i don't know i would like to see them tackle a wider range of subjects i was surprised that through all this we're basically still in nes okay um maybe that's because they're holding true to the period piece thing mm-hmm. but i would like to see their take on like a Sega game. There's, mm. I know there's some like real cheesy Sega games and Super Nintendo games. Mm, it's interesting you say oh, that. I think Jimmy has to say something in his final push. Yeah, I mean that. Those are my overall thoughts, Jim. What's your uh, final push? Well, they definitely do tackle some other stuff. I did not give you my favorite arc, which is I would say it was kind of like the season finale, which is called Wish Upon a Star. Uh, they do, um, they do like holiday things too, which I didn't add into the and into here at all. Um, the Christmas episodes, I think, are my favorite. They're super good. The Halloween episodes are very good. But yes, they do tackle some Sega stuff. And then maybe some Super Nintendo, too, because they do ask for it for Christmas every year. Huh. And uh, it's very funny. I actually have a couple follow-up questions. Yes. Um, I was wondering, like, how long this ran for? Is it still running? When oh. did it end? I'm happy you asked that, Dan. <laughs> uh, so it ended in probably, like, 2008. Okay. And then it is coming back. Um, they just started. They filmed. I don't. They filmed a bunch before Fraser and Becky. They probably his, look really old now, like us. They do. They're, it's they're very probably, funny. They're probably balding and stuff yeah. and have guts. Fraser and, and his wife, Becky, moved to Japan. So they filmed a bunch before they left. Okay. And um, they seem like the kind of people that would move to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they um, he has a bunch of them that he's basically editing now. And then once they're all once he has a ton of them, they're going to start going back on onto YouTube. But yeah, I've seen some early cuts on Patreon and they're very funny. Okay. And they're very well done. And uh, yeah, I appreciate I was talking to Fraser a little bit um, behind the scenes. Yeah. He was giving me some insight on like he was telling me that, yeah, they got pretty popular after like Duck Hunt. I think he started seeing some uh, uptick. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like super early. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I guess my final push is there's a ton of really cool stuff to watch. I didn't even give you some of my favorite stuff. And uh, they're very cool guys. They're very receptive on like Twitter and stuff. And uh, yeah, I've been a fan for a long time. So fellas, I have to ask you the question. Did I talk you into awesome video games? Yes. Yeah, I did. Uh, very soft yes for me. Okay. Honestly, like what you said in this episode um, kind of pushed me over the edge. Yeah. The subject matter isn't something, as you know, that I'm like super drawn right. to. Uh, but the jokes were funny. I could picture myself watching like a couple episodes based on the topic, like the Sega ones, the right. holiday ones. Um, but yeah, I'd be curious to see what the new ones are like, especially <clears throat> if they're being released on like a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Right. I could keep up with that, you know, as they pop out. I'll subscribe. That's awesome. I, I think that it was funny enough and uh, easy enough to consume 
and it did hit me in the nostalgia feels oh yeah it brought me right back to like college age and like i just remember i could just sit in front of jeff was in college in 1992 (laughs) no i just meant like around the internet time yeah the mid 2000s um because like yeah i i would watch all of angry video game nerds videos in a row all of like Homestar Runners, it just has right. that feel to me. Like, yes, let's binge watch all of these. Or with friends, it feels too. like it feels like early internet when like your friend would log on to AIM and be like, "Did you see Frog in a Blender? Let me send you the quick oh time link." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was good. Um, I it just it also has that vibe of too. Like I was talking to Fraser too about it. He was like, "Yeah, we were just making this for fun. Like we didn't like want to make this just to like get popular or anything." Yeah, yeah it's it, like it this podcast, like but we're at a much lower level. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and i did click on the username far from subtle yep. i didn't search for anything but i couldn't find like any more videos so i don't know how long this went or like yeah when it turned like, into like what it is now video right. games awesome yeah video games awesome is a different show i'm not going to talk you into that although it is very funny that's basically um, a, a play with it's you, a let's right? yeah it's a let's play show or whatever <laughs> i think they're called play with us when i see them I'm like oh, yeah, i still us. can't remember like in my head i wanted to say the funny thing but i couldn't remember which is which <laughs> so i just took a stab at it yeah uh that show is great too that's how i got to really know the host like Fraser, Becky, Kyle, Ben, Deacon. Deacon yeah, I, actually was a producer on Rick and Morty for the wow. first season. Yeah, I, thought, cool. I thought I was going to be a no, just on the subject. Like, we always come into this open-minded, but there's mm-hmm. some stuff I'm like, yeah, I'll do this for Jimmy. I'm not going to like it, whatever. And then right. I click on the first video. I was like, oh, man, 4-3 aspect ratio. Oh, yeah. 2006. 2006. Let's go. I love how low budget the, the first, like, three episodes look, too. Like, you can see, like, there's just a DS charger, like, plugged in, which is I think is just very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super happy I talked to you guys into it. I'm happy to talk about it too, because this is something that like I love and it's very niche and I want other people to, wa- to watch something so. that I love oh. is going to be talked about next week. Woo! Yeah. It is something we've touched upon briefly. I'm going to talk you guys into Magic the Gathering Arena. I mean, is, briefly, we did like we an did hour an and a half episode yeah. on it. So <laughs> I talked, I tried to talk you guys into magic. Uh, it was our fifth episode. You can go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. You know, get pumped for next week. Magic Arena is the new online form. I say new, it's like three years old, but it, it's like the big thing now. It's not uh, Mad- Magic the Gathering Online. It's It'll be fun. I think Jimmy will like because he's a video game boy and he likes, you know, supposedly he likes magic. And Dan... You're just coming along for the ride. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, oh well. I'm open to it. I like the idea of not yeah. having to hold cards in my hand. Plus, it, it's true. easy. So I'm just going to have you guys play the tutorial and then play a few games after on your own. And then we'll talk about it and see what you guys think. Dope. Cool. Very cool. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can you find Talk Me Into? on this here internet you can find talk me into at talk me into on twitter at talk me into pod on instagram and if you feel so inclined you can send us an email talk me into at gmail.com where you can uh, tell us what to watch or uh what to do on this podcast or just review the show to say hey we really like it and we really appreciate that we really like it yeah shout outs to all the 10 year olds in thailand who send us emails all we the get time. a suspicious <laughs> amount of them and i'm like we are not engaged 
thinking with this? Delete. If you look at our stats, we don't have that many listens in Asia. We have some in Asian countries, but yeah. I don't it's either know. a very odd like scam or just legitimately like a couple kids who found us in our like <laughs> it's our biggest demographic. Yeah. <laughs> you can also find us on Patreon if you're a ten year old in Thailand. Find us on if Patreon. you have five US dollars to spend, which could feed your village for a year. Oof. Yeah, we have a ton of great shows. Uh, we have a show called Talking Shit and a show called Talking to Myself, which are very funny when they get uploaded monthly. So uh, check those out. When sure. Jimmy remembers. Yeah, when Jimbo remembers. <laughs> uh, Jeff, where can people find you on? People could find me on Instagram at Magic the Clipping. See, you guys, I like magic cards, but you know what I hate? Gross fingernails. So I made an Instagram page dedicated to both. Check us out there. Check me out on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five Fs, the number 27. Dan, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, Danny underscore breakdown. I think I'm pretty good at tweeting. Um, And you can find my band. um, Oh, I just forgot the name of my band. Disqualifier. No more old dogs. Disqualifier. (laughs) Uh, We're on everywhere. Pure volume, Spotify. Just look up Disqualifier. Nice. You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N. I forgot to say the words, but I was making eye contact. F I T C H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where hopefully I'll be uploading some more stuff. And shout out to Fraser uh, at Far From Subtle on Twitter for helping us out a little bit. Yeah, and guys, subscribe to Son of a Fitch on YouTube because he's very close to hitting that 100 mark, which we would love to see him get to. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Tapping that. Because magic cards, you tapping, tap, 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 tap. I'm gonna talk you into tap dancing now. I'm gonna play my land for turn. Yeah. As soon as I turned, I was like, I'm being murdered. It, it was <laughs> like, this whole is a horror time, movie. I was like, oh no, Jeff's going to come off so racist. And then you started talking yeah. about shrunken heads and I was like, mm. <laughs> is it still racist? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people who like are very wholesome and good people who practice Santeria and we just don't understand it. But Well, yeah, I mean, but also looking into it, like shrunken heads could be used for good or evil. Yeah. And then obviously you find like the super like extreme christian sects that are like how to destroy an ancestral altar without being possessed yourself so i send that to Lindsay, and i'm like look look did you even tell your mom about it no I she'd didn't, probably go, I didn't go burn her. down the house yeah no i i want with her church her. by the way but, i'm hearing the sound of both of your guys headphones scraping your beards in stereo <laughs> it's the worst thing i've ever I was heard scratching my beard cool yeah beard take it away jimby jimby oh. oh yes asmr Mm-hmm. <clears throat>